Hey friends, welcome to It's All In My Head, where I talk to people about their experiences with mental health in a real, raw, and vulnerable way. I'm here to share stories that connect us to others in the way that mental health shows up for us, the challenges that we face, the stuff that gets us through, and perhaps most importantly, how we remain resilient. I'm your host, Joel Kaskinen. Hey, Sisu Squad, it's your host, Joel Keskinen, and this is the season two finale. That's right. Can you believe it? We've made it through over 40 episodes, and we are concluding season two right now, today, with the guest of honor, my best friend, and two-time, it's all in my head guest spot, Monica Purdy. Yay. Hello. I am honored to be here as always. I love it. You're so freaking cute. Walking Um, and looking at you through a screen. That's right. You are looking at me through a screen. Um, Okay. So you kind of know the drill, Monica, because this is your second time being on the show, but um, we wanted to round out season two with some, I don't know, maybe lighthearted, maybe not so lighthearted conversations about the way of the world right now and how we are living in uncertain times. And we are living in a lot of fear-based practices that are leading to so much shit in our world. And obviously all of this is impacting everyone's mental health. So Yes. Monica, you brought some amazing points forth in our phone call earlier. So I'm just going to kick things off to you um, and we'll jump right into our conversation. But before we do, I have to ask you the number one question, the only podcast question that there even needs to be, which is what's your relationship with mental health and where are you at in your journey today? Because it's probably changed since the last time that we spoke. Yes, this is so official. I'm just like, (laughs) okay. Um, yeah. When we did this, like, what, like two years? When was it? Last year, two years ago? I can't keep track. Yeah, probably a year ago, year and a half ago. This actually is a good segue because I, um, found creative outlets like through drawing and painting and dancing and singing. So honestly, like. My mental health is bomb.com right now because of that. Which is <laughs> talk about that. Cause like I am so passionate and I'm totally gonna like project tile vomit my experience, but like I think it's so important, especially in the times that we're living in, to have a creative outlet, like something to do. And um I call it creation. Wait, no meditation through creation like you are your mind is just like focused on an activity or a project and you're fueling everything into your art or whatever you do whether it's like walking running drawing painting um doing this podcast like I really am a huge advocate on having some sort of outlet okay that was such a good answer and I have two things to say 
great one being this podcast episode title is going to be my mental health is bomb.com yes oh my god wait I had a I had another um title idea for it but we can do that too and the second thing is totally non-related and don't take this in any creepy way but your boobs look so good right now (laughs) jeez oh pete (laughs) I'm turning the camera off (laughs) Thank you. They do look very nice, huh? <laughs> <laughs> um, can I tell you my other title name that I absolutely was you can. Um, iced coffee and toilet paper because I am. Um, wow, where do I even start with that? It's such a good title, but um, I am in like this very creative phase of life, and I tell people that I'm creating my own life title. And I'm just like pursuing the arts. And um, what that means is me having like $15 in my bank account at a time. And today I decided to embrace that. And so I was like, I'm going to go get toilet paper and an iced coffee with the last of my money today. <laughs> I'm obsessed. But, with the, first off, let, let me just say, what? A of all. This is the Monica that I love and know so intimately because there's never been a time in our life, in our 10, 11, however many years that's been of knowing each other, where you have had any money in your bank account. And when you have had $15 in your bank account, it has always been spent on toilet paper and iced coffee. (laughs) like I spend my credit card like a middle-aged divorced woman I'm like whatever take it away going to Target every like you know week treating myself but really what that is is um I'm giving out so much energy and love and what I'm doing and I need to give it back to myself and um sometimes that means going to Target and I'm fine with it and just like you hey yo (laughs) um (laughs) But yeah, it's just listening um, to myself. And honestly, I just forgot what I was going to say. I had something really good and then it just left me. But basically, like my mental health is great and my bank account is not, but it's totally fine. Okay, that's just, also a great episode title name. You have to trust the process. Like you have to trust that like everything is aligning. And like I have this like fire in me that like, I'm here for something bigger and like I have this change the world energy and it's very humbling. Um, It's just a humbling process and I'm doing it through creativity. Yes, 100%. So let's dive into that a little bit further because that is where we wanted to spend the majority of this conversation. Um, You shared with me earlier that you were just like in this new place of creation and you just are ready to stop living in fear and trust the process that life has thrown us all into this world place. And, you know, we all just kind of are in it, trying to survive, trying to get by and trying to function. Um, And so many people just don't allow themselves to embrace life for all that it is. And that means the ups, that means the downs, that means death, that means having zero dollars in your bank account. That means, you know, whatever it means to you. But 
we often allow fear to keep us from doing the things that we want to do because I mean, we're just, we're afraid and because we don't allow ourselves to trust the process. So you said all of that much more articulate, articulately than I did. So don't put yourself down. That was beautiful. I'm throwing it back to you. (laughs) Elaborate on what that means to you and how all of this has impacted your mental health, like by kind of moving into this space of embracing and allowing yourself to just live and breathe and feel and burp on camera and, you know, like just trust the process, live your life. So elaborate from your perspective. Yes. Um, first of all, when you were talking, I silently burped like seven times and I'm like, I'm not going to do it out loud. And then, <laughs> um, I feel like that's fine. It's everyone just needs to know that Monica and I, when we are together, we are just burpy farty machines of creatures machines of creatures what (laughs) listen we're just flowing I love that that could also be a good podcast title machines of creatures um so yeah I (laughs) what stuck out with what stuck out for me is you I think you said something about um just like embracing it all and feeling it all and how freaking I feel like all my neighbors can hear me right now welcome um how important that is and I just like when things come your way the more we suppress them they're just going to come up in different ways so like living without fear is just like trusting that whatever comes your way is just like it's helping you it's redirecting you and just like feel it fully I am a huge advocate on feeling everything that comes your way let it go through you, let it cycle through you, feel all the emotions, feel the anger, the rage, the sadness, the joy, and just like let yourself be a vessel to all of that. Because when we suppress it, it just comes up in different ways. Or if we're like, oh, I don't want to feel that, it's just going to come up again. Um, and so I like, I mean, and it's it's not just like you do that once and it's like, ta-da, I am healed. <laughs> it's like you do it every day. It's a choice that you make every single day to feel, to embrace. And then the fear starts to dissolve because you're fully in your authentic self. And when you are being authentic, you cannot go wrong. I feel like I should rap right now. Like I'm walking around like, (laughs) I mean, hit me with some verses, babe. Hey, yo, spit some rhymes. (laughs) I might, I might just take out my ukulele and start singing about this, but yeah. Does that, is that making sense? Just feeling it all, embracing it. And through that, um, the fear dissolves. Yes. Because- all of that makes total sense. And honestly, like I'm, I know I tell you this every damn day, but I'm like, so in awe of you. Like oh. every time you speak, I'm like, jaw is on the floor. <laughs> like you're just so freaking wise. I cannot even get over you. Um, thank you. Like I said, I'm a 90 year old stuck in this body, you know, as we all should be 90 year olds stuck in our 28 year old bodies. Um, I want to ask what was your turning point? How did you get to this point? Because this was not, or maybe you were starting this journey, but like when we were living together in Colorado, just like just over a year ago, a year and a half ago, like 
I think maybe we both were kind of just like starting this journey and like figuring out like where our lives were taking us. We were both kind of at a turning point, if you will. Um, So where, like what got you to this point of just saying, fuck it, I'm going to feel it all. I'm going to live it all. And like, it's time to just stop letting fear hold me back. And it's time to just embrace life. Yes. The first thing that's coming to mind, and this is really what it is. I have stuck with myself through everything. Um, I feel like I've noticed if I don't trust myself, that's actually when the anxiety comes in. And when it's like, that's what I think part of anxiety is, is not trusting yourself because we all have this like inner guidance system. And we actually do know what to do. Even when we don't know what to do, we still know what to do. It's okay to be in the unknown. It's okay to know. And it's just like, can you trust yourself through all of those turns? Can you just stick with yourself? And in Colorado, um, I just like wasn't trusting myself. And I was having like, I think I had like my first like panic attack. And I was scared of myself for a while um, because I was so disconnected from my body. And that was just like a lack of trust in where I was at. Um, And usually I start to change patterns when I've had it. I'm just like, this is not, I was like, there has got to be another way to live and I am going to find it. And it's not this. And it's just like awareness. Um, this is not my original thing. I was listening to Eckhart Tolle and it really sticks with me. He says, awareness creates freedom. Um, Wait, yes, you just sent me that. Yes. And, um, what that means is like, when you can be aware of something and a situation, then you can be free from it. And usually as humans, though, we just get so stuck and stubborn and we like think we know and it's okay to not know. It's, it's okay to be like, oh, actually, like I was really disconnected with my body. Like I wasn't doing that right. And like, I want to make a conscious effort to change. Um, and so like, I have like these like multiple phrases that I just tell myself every day. And that's one of them, that awareness creates freedom, personal freedom. And we all deserve to be, have personal freedom in this lifetime and we all have access to it like what I'm talking about is not magical it's not like I'm doing this magical thing I think it's just necessary I have no words because again (laughs) every time you speak my jaw is literally on the ground um okay all I'm thinking though right now did you ever listen to Stacey or Rico growing up like early aughts pop hits uh um, no, but I feel like I should right after this call. Please elaborate. Yes. Okay. So she has this, I think it's like one of, she probably had like four popular songs, but like her, like definitely biggest hit her, like for sure, her biggest hit was, um, this song called there's gotta be in parentheses and then more to life. Um, and it goes, there's gotta be more to life than chasing down every temporary high to satisfy me. And like, that's literally all I'm thinking as you are speaking right now. (laughs) I literally listened to that, like in my kitchen the other day, I'm like, not good at remembering artists, but when people start singing, yes, I feel that. Oh, there's gotta be more to life. I'm going to (laughs) listen. chasing down every you know exactly we're just like bopping but like that's what I thought of though like because seriously like that's kind of how I'm feeling lately like um you know for me my perspective and my experience has been so 
wildly different in the last couple of years, you know, because obviously I started this podcast out of fear and out of uncertainty yeah. because of grief and trauma. And obviously with both of those things comes a great immense amount of fear and uncertainty. And I didn't know where this little podcast was going to go. And here I am wrapping up season two and I'm launching season three in a, a couple of months. And, you know, like that's so freaking dope, but like, there's gotta be more to life than chasing down temporary highs. <laughs> and like when I was going through my toughest shit and I was just like chasing every high quite literally and metaphorically you know I like doing all of the drugs all of the alcohol all of the sex like just to feel something I was you know like using bad medicine to satisfy myself and because I was afraid of sitting with my feelings and now just two short years later you know like literally this last weekend was two years to the day of Alex's suicide. And like, I allowed myself to sit with those feelings and those emotions completely sober because I'm on day like 28 of being completely sober of drugs and alcohol. Like, and I don't know how long it will last, but like for right now in my life, like it's very necessary for me to not chase those highs. Like I have to just be fully embracing myself and my emotions and my feelings. And, you know, like, I think it's interesting to see that your turning point was you weren't trusting yourself when we were in Colorado and you allowed yourself to just like play into maybe some of those other temporary satisfactions. And I think I was definitely doing the same thing in Colorado, you know, like it's, I think it was really easy for us to do that in Gunnison because there was so many distractions, whether it was going outside for hiking or the plethora of drugs and alcohol or the like great friends that we made there. I mean, cause we were always doing something there. It was just never ending, but did we allow ourselves to be us there? I don't know. Yes. I will. I mean, I think we always are ourselves, even when we're disconnected. Um, also, I want to respond like a few things to what you said. First of all, that I just like kept being like, hell yeah, brother. Like you should be very proud of yourself. <laughs> that term just kept coming to my head. I'm like, I need to say that to him. <laughs> um, and also, yeah, just like re reflecting and responding on your drugs and alcohol. I think that's like a big collective energy right now of what people are doing. And like, what that is, it's just like, it's just putting a bandaid on something, right? Like you, it's just temporary feeling. And then it just comes back and the feelings come back like almost 10 times worse um, than before. So you should be very proud of yourself for where you are now. I think that's another thing. Just like be so gentle with yourself and where you're at, even if you're not like, we're always going to be learning and changing and evolving and the more present and gentle that we can be with ourselves, um, the better. So like I, I, did, I drew a cartoon about this too. Like if I feel hard on myself, I always picture like me holding the younger version of myself. Like I wouldn't say anything mean to young Monica. That sounds like a rapper's name, young Monty. Um, Y-U-N-G-M-O-N-I. <laughs> But yeah, I, really, uh, I don't even know what you just said. I'm like in the zone, but 
um that's what I do like I'm like okay like I would never ever be mean to the younger version of myself so I like to have that visual too and yeah just shouting that out like whoever if you're hard on yourself and you're listening to this just like try and be gentle and like just know that you're exactly where you need to be even if it's not comfortable and the more you stick with yourself like that's all you can do is just trust in yourself and reach out I think um we're both really good at that like I something will happen and I'll call like seven friends like literally friends are my therapy and I I think it's a gift to have different people's perspectives especially with friends because that's an automatic safe space where you can share that's another thing we need safe spaces for people to heal so just like be that safe space for someone and I hope that whoever is listening has a safe space and if not you can always talk to me or Joel I'm just gonna put you in there I freaking love you. Um, I want to dive into to safe spaces now that you've brought them up yeah. because I, another thing that I'm really, really inspired by you for or with or in or whatever I'm trying to say is creating safe spaces you are teaching right now and your kiddos. I just think about like how if I had had a teacher like you growing up, what the fuck ever I would have been totally different because just like allowing myself to be me and to feel seen and heard and understood because you put yourself in front of that classroom and you don't give a fuck and you're like here's my fucking tattoos here's my coloring book what do you want to do today let's talk about being real people like you're so freaking brave and like oh I just love it and so how did that come to be like how did that transpire like you had you've never taught and all of a sudden you're in a classroom with these kiddos and you are freaking thriving and creating a safe space for them so tell us about that oh my gosh first of all thank you second of all um yes I don't um oh my gosh I'm like very very deeply passionate about this subject so thank you for asking um so basically I was in Colorado. I moved back to Michigan. Um, I think it was like uh, two days before my 28th birthday. I think I had $3 in my bank account then. And I was like, oh shit, I need a job. And so I started waitressing. And then I was like, I'm really curious. It just like popped up. Um, Cause I like, I'm very, I try and live in a very present way. So it seems last minute, but really I'm just like trusting like whatever needs to come next. will just like flow through and substitute teaching came to mind. And I knew that there was a bit like a high demand. Um, and I wanted, I was very curious to see what it would be like in public education right now, because you hear things on the news, you see things on social media, but like for me, experience is everything. Like when you are there and you are feeling everything, deeply when you are seeing everything like that is my shit so I and middle schoolers are my absolute favorite people cringe at that but I think that age is so cool and so transformative um they're figuring out who they are they have no idea who they are they are hilarious um and so to be honest I feel like I almost did kind of like put myself through the ringer because I knew 
if I walked into a classroom and if I just tried to teach or just shut everything down, that there would be no rapport building. And so my main mission, I knew that like when you have a substitute teacher, it's basically a freaking party, right? So I'm like, I'm just going to embrace Bro. the party. And I like to have fun anyways. So what's, you know, 30 middle schoolers at once, that's fine. It was very humbling. So like um, the classroom setting, like it did, like if you walked in, I like to describe substitute teaching as like walking into a zoo and opening all the doors at once and just letting all the animals run. That's Absolutely. That's what 100%. it felt like. You're like, oh, this is nice. Let me just open the, oh, oh, there they go. Um, but I loved it. And so what I was trying to do that whole time, like the setting would be chaotic, but I was walking around to every student and asking them how they were. Um, what did they do this weekend? Because like I knew that relationship, like with my past from wilderness therapy, that that was the most important and that um, I'm just here for the human spirit. And I could just observe that people's spirits were very low. Um, and that's what I was doing. Honestly, though, some days I would they would leave the classroom and I would immediately start crying. And I'm like, what the heck am I doing? Like, I really don't think I can do this. I would drive home and just be like, what in the world? But I, I set an intention for myself um, because it was like really discouraging at times to see what was happening. Just like so many computer screens, um, just like the anxiety level is heightened right now with students and I was like, okay, instead of being discouraged, I want my heart space to just expand and I want to create from this and I want to be inspired instead of defeated. And so like, that was my intention. And some days it did feel like defeat, but again, um, just like it goes back to just fully trusting yourself. I'm like, I'm here for a reason right now. And on, I just love them so much. Like we we built this really, I built this really cool connection with honestly, most of the students in the school, we would give each other hugs. Um, we, they would show me their drawings. Um, like sometimes in class, I would, I tried different things too, right? Like I was like, okay, there's got to be a way that I can like contain a classroom. So some days I would bring in music and be like, all right, like, let's have a, like a five minute dance party. And then we got to do work. And like, um, I brought in drawing, I made like homemade coloring pages. I was like, just like almost like a, um, magician when they're like pulling stuff out of a hat. Like I was just doing that and trying to see like what would work. And so I was just trying to get like inspired with the environment and, um, it was just very eye-opening. I could probably talk about it for a very long time, but that's like the spark notes version of my experience was like there's something else going on and like if children are our future like we need to be proactive and bring in more creativity so right now I'm actually um I'm not sure where this is going to go but I'm thinking I'm like in the beginning steps of possibly starting a nonprofit where I would like travel from school district to school district and bring in like drawing and painting and dancing and creativity. Like that's um, definitely was my takeaway. Like we need more of that in school settings. Damn right, mama. 
Hey, yo. Um, that was okay. a big tangent. So thanks for listening. No, but... that wasn't a tangent at all. That was everything I asked you to talk about. Um, okay. okay. So for the sake of time here, because I refuse to pay for the pro version of Zoom <laughs> um, and we have nine minutes left. Um, I want to ask you to share a few more things. One okay. being your little like Monica's Monsters, like creation shirts and painting and coloring books and stuff that you're doing um where can people get their hands on that how did that come to be where's my t-shirt because I still haven't gotten it um (laughs) you didn't pay for one I'm just kidding well that's true I didn't yet but uh, I feel like you know damn well that anytime you have an idea or something that comes to be you just send it to me and I send you all my money I am totally kidding. You get the best friend discount forever. But I only have a small left right now, so you're going to have to wait a little bit. Okay, that's fine. Um, I will wait. I'm just telling you to get me on your list. And where do our listeners, where can they get some? Oh my gosh, I'm flattered. Okay, so the, the actually the t-shirts were inspired by the students. I want to give them a huge shout out because... I would always bring a drawing pad everywhere I went. So I would be like in the lunchroom and classrooms. I was constantly drawing and walking around and like four students were just like super excited about my idea. One day I was like, I kind of want to make t-shirts and they're like, oh yeah, yeah, do this. And if it wasn't for them, I honestly probably wouldn't have. So they're like, they were super inspiring and I always say I'm a student and a teacher at the same time. Like I was learning from them and I can, I will continue to always live that way. But, um, so I just kind of, I make like 10 t-shirts at a time right now at this local t-shirt shop. Well, I don't make them, but I bring in the designs. Um, and I'm also working on a monster mantra book right now, which should be out soon. I would say the easiest way is to probably go on my Instagram. I don't have like a business account yet. And if you're in um, the Michigan area, I have an art booth next month um, in Old Town Lansing. But maybe we can like somehow add my Instagram handle. But I, it's always evolving. So probably that's a good start. And I should maybe make like a page or something. Wait, are you not doing it on your Sunshine account? I don't even know. I forgot my login for that. Um, Of course you did. That's so on brand. (laughs) And honestly, I just like, I made this really funny reel of my dad and I, and I only will just like once in a while go on that account to watch that. And then I'm like, okay, I'm good. So, (laughs) (laughs) um, Oh my God, I love it. I would do my Monford account. Um, that's where I post all my stuff. Okay, great. Um, and then obviously last thing here before we wrap up um, is my kind of ending question for the podcast. Very important. Um, you know that I call my listeners the Sisu squad. You know that Sisu is very, very important to me. I'm getting it tattooed mm-hmm. on my body next month. Yes, um, baby. So uh, those of you that don't know, if you're listening to my podcast episode for the first time ever, 
um, the word sisu is a Finnish term that translates loosely to English or in English to um, guts, determination, resilience, grit, strength, all of those kind of all-encompassing terms. Um, and it's basically, it's all about living a lifestyle of fortitude. And um, it's very important to me and it's how I live my life. And it's just really, really important. So Monica, at this very moment, as we're speaking, what does the word sisu mean to you as it relates to your own mental health journey? Wait, what does it mean again? I'm so sorry. I just like totally zoned out for a second. That's okay. Guts, <laughs> determination, resilience, grit, strength, whatever you want it to mean. It's it's just essentially okay. a lifestyle of fortitude. Oh, okay. I love that. Um, I was like listening, but also not my bad. So guts, resilience. Yeah, that. Okay. I saw brew in the background and kind of got excited <laughs> myself while I was speaking. So I get it. No, I'm keeping him inside right now or else he'll run and bark at the neighbor dogs. But um, it just means... Okay, this is, I just go with the first thing that comes to mind always. Now it's just keep on keeping on. Like whatever you're doing, um, whatever that like burning fire is inside of you, that light that no one else can see except for you, just keep on that. Keep on that track. Believe in yourself. Keep on keeping on. Give her hell. That's what it means to me tonight. I'm obsessed with you. <laughs> You're the woman of my dreams, Monica. <laughs> oh my gosh. Thank you. Love you forever. Oh my gosh. Best friend discount. That's the new title. <laughs> yeah, we have like five different titles. There's so everything you've ones. said could be a title. I should just make it right the back, maximum yes. characters that my podcast streaming platform will allow me to put and it'll just be a run-on sentence I love you always come up with the best title so I'm very excited to see I love it um okay well that's all she wrote so Monica where can our listeners find you if they want to connect with you if they fall in love with you as quickly as I did if they want to buy a t-shirt if they want to be a student in your classroom if they want to help with your nonprofit. Where can people connect with you at? So I won't, I'm not going to give you guys my home address or my phone number at this time. Please don't. I don't even give my listeners either of those things. I'm kidding. Um, I would just go to my Instagram. It's monpurred. Um, I think my bio says it's super cool to be yourself. And for me, I use social media to, um, as like a personal evolution tool. So like it's a personal growth. So you'll see me like dancing and singing and drawing on there. Um, and yeah, I'll follow you back. I love it. Okay. Well, thank you so much for being yes. my season two finale. I'm awesome. Thank star. you. And thank you for supporting me in everything I do always. And always. for hyping me up and being my freaking bestie for life. I love you. Thank you. Right back at you. Okay. Well, thank you so much. And I will chat with you soon. And um, in the last like 30 seconds of our time here, send my listeners off with something beautiful um, because I want to leave season two on a super high, fun, positive, glowy note. 
okay no pressure you got this have fun with what you do um just freaking feel everything that you need to feel and know that you are loved you are supported you are okay um just look fear in the face and say hey you can't live here not in this house baby um is that it do I have more time I don't no, know that's just perfect I think we're gonna probably cut us off so okay great <laughs> okay thank you love you love you too bye thanks so much for listening remember to subscribe rate and review wherever you listen to podcasts if you'd like to connect with me, you can email me at itsallinmyhead.show at gmail.com, add me on Instagram at itsallinmyhead.show, or connect with me on Twitter at allinmyheadshow.